You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You are listening to the Dr. Pat Show. It's so cool. Hi, Benny. How are you today? Doing well, Pat. Doing well. Thank you for asking yourself. We're getting ready to talk about something really cool. Ooh. Yeah. And I love this because I am a student. So whenever I get to have a conversation with a thought leader, um, you know, the thought leader that I'm referring to today, of course, is Robin, Robin Clare, Robin H. Clare. And every time I get to have a conversation with someone like Robin, um, who is, you know, the host of a fabulous hit show, but it's even more than that. It's really looking at how do we look at our lives? How do we look at our stories? And then, and then what do we do with it? And what is that transformative power? What is that superhero power? What is that thing that we can, can ignite from who we have been in our lives? What is that thing? But it, there's another question though that Robin's gonna to address today. It's even more important than that, is once you figure that out, now what? Like, what can you do with it? Think about this, everybody, just for a minute. We have such an imagination. How many people may you know about or not know about that created incredible life journeys based on the way they tell their story? How about Carl Jung, right? Mm -hmm. Let's one. Oh, wait, Viktor Frankl, that's another. Oh, wait a minute. How about Jesus, the most fantastic teacher? a teacher. How about, you know, um, Buddha? I mean, come on, think. How about people that you know have shown up that have looked at their stories, that have looked at where their energy is in their stories, and then figured out what to do with them. So today, this is what my friend, my colleague, the author of so many cool things is saying. Surrender your story. And how do you want to do that? You want to do it with her, with Robin. Robin, it's great to have you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm so excited to be here. This is magical. Mm -hmm. If people can get at it. Yes. Talk a little bit about this and what you mean, because there are the origins, and then there's like the ending. And then there's so many other things that show up in the energy and the emotion of our stuff, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. Manuscript Maven, Greenheart Living Press. Yes. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, wanted, I wanted to begin today's conversation with how this idea of Surrender Your Story began with me. I, um, every New Year's Day, I meditate. And I always ask the same question what what do you want from me this year 
what do you want? Sounds like a song, right? What do you want from me? Um, or what should I learn this year? And the words I heard, um, I heard three words, surrender your story. And I said, oh, uh, which, which story? And then I heard all of them. And I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a fun year. So I started thinking about what stories. And when I started thinking about what stories, I started thinking, wait, the story of my relationship with my parents, the story of my traumatic childhood, the story of my marriage, the story of my work, the story of what, am I successful? Am I not successful? They just kept coming. They just kept these stories just kept coming. And I'm like, wow, what are these stories? And I realized that our stories basically come, I think, from unhealed trauma, that we have not gotten around to healing yet. And so I started working on those moments. And of course, I knew I was onto something when I discussed it with uh, my colleague, um, Elizabeth Hill from Greenheart Living. And she said, when I told her that story, she had like goosebumps all over when I said, surrender your story. So later on, we'll talk about a collaboration that she and I are doing around this concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it really started this year with, with a message from my divine grace and taking a look at my own stories because it's been an interesting year for me I have a my my mom is in hospice now and and my mom and I have had a very interesting relationship around uh eating disorders and her eating disorders and how she impacted mine and then the healing around it but I realized that there was still some more to some more to surrender so that she and I could um yeah we we could see this lifetime through um in the proper way and it was interesting last week I was visiting her and she had this 10 minutes of awakeness mm-hmm. right wow. and she looked at me and and she said Robbie do you forgive me for all the things that I said to you that I shouldn't have said And I said, yes, mom, I do. I go, but what's most important to me, mom, is that you forgive yourself for saying them. And she said, I do forgive myself. And I said, then we're good. She goes, we're good. Mm -hmm. And then she went on to some other conversation that didn't quite make sense to me. But right there, I knew that she and I had come to that place. We surrendered the story of our joint joint disorder together, eating disorders. It is so important to have those conversations. And I think you and I have talked about the fact that I come from a family where um, there isn't any of us that has come out of my, well, first of all, myself and my half brother, the only one still alive because of addiction of many levels, but my sister and eating disorders. I mean, you know, there are some things that you can look at and you could say, yeah, the world right now is suffering from multiple disorders right now. But there is something that you talk about, and I would love for you to share this because nobody does it better than you, I don't think, around this. And I know your passion around this. And you know what, Robin, can I say something to you? Sure. It's never been popular to talk about eating disorders. It mm-hmm. takes courage. I mean, look at Karen Carpenter. 
I mean, people would like who Google or everybody, if you didn't know who that is, Google the most beautiful music. Oh my God. Never would have imagined, but there are so many others and it takes courage. And that's what you're doing. You know, you're showing up in a world right now that absolutely has to have this conversation with you that has to be able to do this. We cannot even quantify, qualify, or even imagine the impact and the trauma of the past three years. And you know what we're trying to do now? We're trying to blow that away. We're trying to blow that away, Robin, like we blew away 07, 08, 09, and 10, where we created an entire generation of poverty people that lost their jobs. So define trauma. Tell us what is underneath the trauma, mama. Well, you know, I under, so trauma is experiences that we've had that, that just have had an impact on us and trauma, you know, they happen in our childhood, our teen years, our adult life. And people tend to think of trauma as something like life altering, abusive. um, And it could be just singular events. And so for me, the, the area of trauma that I experienced the most in my life was humiliation. In doing some act, um, some activities in, um, in um, Gay Hendricks wonderful book, The Big Leap, I discovered that I had been humiliated in public 21 times. And So this humiliation and shame is something that I know that I've come to heal in this lifetime. And I found two things that were interesting. One, it was stopping me from being successful because I was afraid of being humiliated. And then also having a two eating disorders. One was obsessive compulsive food disorder and the other bulimia. The obsessive compulsive food disorder was the beginning of the bulimia, right? It can't overeat. If you don't overeat, you're not going to look to purge. But the purging I found was a a way of self-humiliation. Because if I humiliated myself in front of the mirror, then it was almost like, okay, then nobody else can humiliate me. And so I had to do a lot of healing around... um, around what what were the sources of my humiliation and how could I, how could I, I had to heal those individually, those little trauma patterns, parts of myself. I love, I love that work. I work with my therapist. We look at all the different parts of me. Like it's never all of Robin that's a mess (laughs) or all of Robin that's upset. It's, it's always a part. And that part of you that's upset is always typically related to some trauma that happened to you. So it, it can be, um, if we're talking about eating disorders, I'll, I'll share one example. When I was six years old, I was at summer camp and my mom and my grandmother decided I needed to be on a diet. And so all the little kids are sitting around the table and the counselor will, would announce every day, everybody can have dessert, but Robin. And I would be so mortified. I think I was mortified. I was six. I don't know what I was feeling, but I would get up from the, uh, from the table and I would run out of the dining room at the camp. And I, I still, to this day, Dr. Pat can hear the, the screen door slamming shut 
it's like it's like blazed on my brain that that sound and um and that was the beginning for me of that was my first well it's really my second time I remember being humiliated but um but it was definitely on that list of 21 times but we see that so someone might say well why was that humiliating or I don't get that or I don't get that that's trauma and that's what I'm saying to everyone our trauma pattern is what has happened in our life and what we have come here to heal because I am here here to talk about this stuff but I couldn't talk about it if I was afraid of being humiliated and what I discovered in writing feast and famine my book on recovery from addiction is that nobody can judge me unless I give them the title of judge. Hmm. And when I learned that and put that in the book, I was really blown away, Dr. Pat, because I thought everybody could judge me. I thought that everyone who said anything to me somehow had a right to say that to me, and I had to listen to it, and I had to accept it. And that's not true. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And and once I knew that, then I knew that I was on the path to truly surrendering my story yeah. of being afraid of being humiliated and moving on to being able to have my radio show and mm-hmm. speaking in public. Man, I got to tell you, um, I don't know a way to describe this to you, but I think you already know this, right? In a 20-year period of doing my show... Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that when you're sharing what you're sharing today, it is touching the hearts and lives of so many people because mm-hmm. underneath it is you are clearly recognizing that there is this that's going on. And having that understanding of trauma is so important. You know, Robin, one of the things you've said I want to get back to, um, and I'm going to go ahead and skip this break so we can continue. Um, But one of the things I really want to touch upon is something you said and how we get ready to surrender our story. But what you said was so impactful. And I want to remind people of this because we have this sensationalized view of how we are affected by things in life, other people, places, and things. We have this idea. And we also have this idea that it has to be this pop culture, number one television, traumatic thing they show you. Mm -hmm. But there are things that are so simple. For example, I grew up with two drop-dead gorgeous stepsisters. Unbelievable. My sister Joyce, she could have been on the cover of any magazine. Mm -hmm. She never felt good about herself. Um, and my other sister. And what I discovered as time went on is what you just shared. And I want to talk about this because she was never really able to surrender her story. You know, unfortunately for me, I had a lot of angels. But one comment, one comment that is made where somebody says something like, you should never stand in between those two girls. Mm-hmm. to me and then you have a stepmom that wants to show all three of you off and it's every day and it's mo- just that one comment and I watched my dad literally knuckle my my sister Joyce under 
teasing her. How do you take somebody that was so beautiful and so gorgeous on the inside and out mm -hmm. and have a life turn into a life of drugs, alcohol, submissive to violent men? You know, how does that happen? And I think it's the way that you're talking about it. You know, my sister Joyce never got the opportunity to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. But this is where you can talk to the many people listening to help us understand that it's time to surrender. How do we do that, Robin? Well, surrender is interesting because surrender is not wishful thinking. I think we think it is. Like, I wish I, wish I felt better. I wish this would go away. I wish he would stop doing that. I wish she would stop doing that. Wishful thinking as... Um, as uh, Alcoholics Anonymous says, is let go, let God. Like, you have really got to give it up to your higher power, whatever that may be. And just say, I can't do this by myself. And, I'm, and, and more than that, I am done feeling this way, or I am never going to do that again. And so surrender is... For me, how I always know I've been in surrender over a situation is I'm always amazed how quickly I have the answer to the problem that I was struggling over, <laughs> that I was suffering over. It's almost like the, it's like one of those shower moments, those aha moments, but that's what happens when you're in, in surrender is that you get a clue that there is an answer for you as to why you're why you're suffering so because just stepping back from that suffering is an option and people don't don't really understand that they think that that pain and suffering are the same thing but pain is one thing pain's inevitable and we're all going to have pain but suffering is an option and the way to get out of the suffering that you're in is to get into surrender so that you can welcome in grace into your life which is anything grace is anything it's outside resources it's internal wisdom it's it's someone saying something to you a stranger you know i always think of everyone that i meet as some as a messenger from god to me um and do you do that too <laughs> I, I mean you wonder don't you like stop for a minute and you know there's some people honestly this happened to me not too long ago there's some people that you meet and you think really and then you have to take a moment and say, wait a minute, this has got to be like a message. This can't be, this is, this is so like bizarro. Yes. It's just, it's don't let your, Pat, don't let your ego come in here and do something crazy right now. There is mm -hmm. a reason you are in front of this person right now, right? Yes. How do you get there, Robin? Because How do I that is such a critical point to be able to hit the pause button and say, okay, wait a minute. This feels so unusual, awkward, whatever the, whatever the feeling is, that mm -hmm. it's got to be a messenger. <laughs> or, or, you know, I, I also believe that when, when you are committed to healing your life, when you're committed to surrendering your story, healing your life so you could step into your sovereign and serve others, you know, you truly serve others. And those others being your family, friends, colleagues, clients, anybody. Right. When you're really committed to that healing, healing your life story, everybody shows up, but they show up as the good, the bad and the ugly. 
we're not necessarily just going to show up and be like, hey, (laughs) the God said he wants you to know this. No, they're going to like smack you, not literally smack you around, but like spiritual two by fours, right? And, um, and, and get you to think or, 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 or people come back into your life that you have to heal that relationship with. Yeah. And you're like, why is this person back in my life? You know, I thought, I thought I ran away from them before, but you realize I got to do this. I have to do this. I have to heal this part of me that, that was impacted um, by this person. I'll I'll just share an interesting story. So my mom and stepdad were coming up from Florida for assisted living, and they were going to choose to be by me. And they were going to, or choose to be in New Jersey with my stepbrother who's a doctor and so I said to them the choice is the dutiful daughter or the devoted doctor (laughs) you have a choice to to where you want to be so they chose they chose the doctor but as soon as they told me of their choice I could hear all these different parts of myself um reacting to this you know what about this and what about this and I realized that there were all these parts of me that I needed to have a conversation with because they were still upset from the times that my mom and dad chose something over coming to see me or visiting me or doing something with me. Like I felt like they chose the more squeakier wheels in my family (laughs) than me. But I realized, wow, I've got to work on those. They were so loud. Like I could hear them, like the different parts saying, oh, here we go again, you know? And then I realized it was for my, it was, there's more people in New Jersey to to help them. There's only me and my husband here. And so it was really a better choice, especially as they're in their nineties to be with my brother, stepbrother, who's the doctor, right? But I had to go through that healing of old trauma just even simple things like we don't think about it about when they would have chose to go to somebody house for for a holiday versus mine yeah oh my god i don't know maybe it was for me and that's what i'm saying to all the listeners you don't have to have what the world defines as trauma to for it to be considered traumatic for you There are so many layers of it. I mean, and, and, you know, what I love about this is let's, I mean, this is inviting everybody to take a look at these things. I mean, there are simple things. There really are simple things Mm -hmm. that could turn out to be a story that we just engage with and we carry forward. Isn't that really what we're talking about when we're talking about surrender? You know, let's define surrender beyond this wishful thinking. You know, there are things that My friend used to say, my friend, one of my mentors used to say to me, how did they say it? Okay, I get these confused. They said, what are you today? Are you Teflon or Velcro? I'm like, what? Hmm. Are you Teflon? And I say, as I'm like, oh, oh, Teflon is like the slide off the thing, right? They said, yes. Velcro is like attach. Which one are you today? Yeah. Yeah. What, What is it that you're Velcroing from your past? That's not allowing you to Teflon your future. Yeah. What? But see, this is what we need to understand of what your message is. These aren't just stories that, oh, would be great. They get in the way of things. Can you talk to that for a minute, Robin? Yeah. So I was thinking about that. I was thinking about some of my own personal surrender stories. And one of them was life is hard. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Like life is the farthest from hard when you're, when you're in the flow, right? If you, if you're, if we really clear about what is the law of attraction, if you really know that you are um, a spark of the divine, like if you, if you, if you embrace that, it's almost like you just have to declare what you want and take action and get out of the way <laughs> and things will happen for you. But if you believe that life is hard, that's what you're going to manifest is a bunch of hard things in your life. Now, dealing with an elderly parent is hard. Trying to get all the healing in before, before it happens is hard, but that's a different type of hard. You know, it's not an overall life is hard, so I might as well give up now. So that that's a personal surrender story for me. Another is people will change. And I really have come to learn that people don't change unless they want to change. And then really it just becomes their perception or their reality. And then I have to say, am I willing to accept their reality and have that reality be part of my life? And sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes the answer is no. And another one is measuring success. What does success look like? And for me, success is measured by impact. So how impactful am I being? You know, am I, am I helping others? And then, of course, it, success is measured by impact. And impact is rewarded with abundance. So what does abundance mean to you? Right? We, we just assume that money is success. And that's a story that I had to surrender because my, my life is bigger than how much money I'm making. It's about how am I serving others? And I have to say, the more I stay focused on how am I being of service and sharing this wisdom that was given to me through my whole spiritual path, then the money follows. Because Oprah said that too, do what you love and the money will follow. And we hear that, but we're not always so sure we want to, we want to accept that. Is it, it, it can talk to this too, because this is also a story that we got to surrender. We don't trust in it. Mm-hmm. We think Oprah says it. Oh, but that's Oprah. Right. But the minute that we can have our own experience with it. And that's really, I think what you're bringing forward is to say, you can create an experience with this. You know, there are things that people are going to learn from you, Robin. There are things that people are hearing us talk about today. There are things that people are thinking, wow, I don't know how to do it. I need some help. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to take a short break. When we come back, I want to go into now what, you know, what is it like? Everybody thinks, everybody thinks that life after surrender is like, I got my rose colored glasses on and this is going to be so fun. But before we do that, let's, can you take a minute? How do people find out about you? How do they get a copy of your book? Mm-hmm. How do they find out about your show? Everything. Please yeah. tell folks how to do that. So my website is clarity.com C L A R E dash I T Y.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook clarity by Robin and um, and they can get copies of the book um, on uh, Amazon.com, or if they want a signed copy of the book, they can contact me, or if they want to call in, I'd be happy to send to the first three callers a copy of Feast and Famine, Healing Addiction with Grace. Um, I wanted to say, everybody, the phone lines are open during this show for you to check in with us, 1-800-930-2819. 
1-800-930-2819. You have a question um, about what we're talking about. Do you feel like there is a story that you could get a little bit of help to really just get it a new, a new lease on life? We're going to take a short break. Life after surrender. Now what? Benny, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Gain clarity on what is currently happening in your life. Reveal how your past is influencing your life experience. When you find the answers you are most hungry for in your life, you will gain inner peace and outer abundance. Contact Robin Claire to create an achievable plan for your ultimate success at clarity.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. Are both your life and mission passing you by? Are you wanting to step into the bigger reason why you're here? I'm Claudia Sam, your Soul Connection coach and host of the Be Happy Now show. It's possible to feel good to be you and to never burn out again. Hop on a free 20-minute clarity call with me to explore what life could be like if you could just say yes to yourself without the guilt. Go to ClaudiaSamSoulCoaching.com forward slash yes. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia. And I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, Robin, I want to take a minute again to tell people not only about how do they find out about you, but, you know, you're creating something here. You're creating Surrender Your Story Collaborative Book. We're going to talk about that because there's a piece that comes after Surrender the Story that can literally derail people. And, you know, it's a good piece, but if you're not used to getting good in your life, you don't know what to do with it. So how do people find out about you and also the services that you provide? 
Mm -hmm. especially for people that have not done this before. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't done the work, right? How, yeah, how do we do it? How do we get yeah. with you? So my, my work is comprised of two pieces. One, I'm, I'm a, well, three pieces, really. I'm a spiritual life coach, and that's where I can help people to actually surrender their story. You know, looking at what, what is their past history? What's their trauma? What, what are we looking at here to, to get to a place where they feel comfortable in their life and they're willing to allow grace into their life? I know some people have a hard time with the word grace, but honestly, folks, I really believe that grace is around us 24-7. Yeah. And it's just a matter of how open we are to seeing it. And you, you just, it's, it's just in every conversation. It's in every time you look out the window. It's, it's just what arrives. Like, I was talking to my brother, my brother, Michael is also in recovery and I'm trying to help him through my mom's, um, my mom's um, hospice journey so that he stays sober with me. And so we're having a lot of conversations about recovery and trauma and traumatic experience. And so I'm talking to him and he goes, oh, there's a cardinal on my windowsill. And I'm like, oh. I go, the cardinal is a symbol that our ancestors are in the conversation with us. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. He goes, it's very loud. It's like talking to me. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's our ancestors. They want to know that this is an important conversation and we should continue it. And so that's just one of the signs from the universe that that you're on the on the right path or or you need to shift your path. Right. So what is a so. So I do the, the spiritual life coaching. I'm also a writing coach and I work for a wonderful um, uh, publishing house called Greenheart Living. It's a meet, it's a press and they call me the manuscript maven because what I do is I get people from an idea to a manuscript and I come in as, as the writing coach, if that's another way of, of saying it. And I, I hold their hand and I hold them accountable to get it done. Because if you're not ready to get it done, I say don't even start because there's nothing more frustrating than having a book that wants to be birthed and you can't birth it. So I always say to people, make sure you're ready for that commitment. But what we also do at Green Heart Living is collaborative books. Many people call them anthology. And so we come up with an idea that we think many people might relate to. And so for this anthology called Surrender Your Story, we're looking for 20 writers to write one chapter of the book to then become an author, because we'll have, there'll be their first book, or their second book, whatever, whatever it is, but they become part of another book. And they have to just write one chapter. So who are we looking for? We're looking for people that have surrendered, surrendered their story. And how would, what have they done? They've healed their trauma enough to be able to step into their sovereign, meaning they're not living from the wounded child archetype. They're living from their powerful sovereign archetype. And then they're taking that wisdom that they received from healing their trauma, and they are using it to be of service to their family, to their friends, to, to clients, to their community, when we we have no thoughts on what they're doing with this wisdom, <laughs> so we're open. Um, I even was speaking to someone yesterday who has just changed her whole family's 
because she healed her life, she's now changed and healed their lives, her entire five people, five, five person family. And then she's going to take it professionally. But right now it was just about making sure her family was healthy. And so that's what the collaborative book is. And if you're interested in that, you can go to greenheartliving.com and and click on work with us and then find um, write with us. And then you'll find the collaborative book. But we would love for you to apply for that and um, and to see if it's a match if you're a match for the book. Um, and part of this too is, and you know, I, I think we'll talk about it a little bit right now, <clears throat> is that part of this is understanding that writing our stories is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really kind of leads me to, you know, this next part. You know, now that I've surrendered my story, what's next? And I love that part of what could be next is writing about it, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also life after surrender. What did that feel like for you? Life after surrender. Well, I actually felt really good at times and really, really hard at times. Because when you choose to surrender, what you're really saying is, I'm ready to heal now. And so healing is not always easy. Healing can be, um, you know, healing can be lying on the floor in a fetal position, <laughs> crying. I mean, it can be whatever, whatever it is. Oh, right? my gosh, I've been there. Or it can be a, having, you know, addressing with people that that have um, that have hurt you, you know, and you have to have conversations with them or bringing up experiences that you've just kind of very easily put them in the back. So because I think it can be so um, hard, I really think you have to work with a professional. For me, I worked with a therapist. I had been to India and I had done all kinds of things on my spiritual journey, but it wasn't until I started working with a therapist and was willing to go back and look at these different parts of me that had the traumatic experiences that I was able to heal. And it's still an ongoing basis, really. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm all healed. <laughs> no, it's just, it's like we're like a rose. I don't want to call us a bunch of onions. So I'm going to call us a bunch of roses that we just keep peeling back the petals to see what what's there. I love that we're talking about it this way. The other thing too is, you know, what I've learned is I didn't get to that place overnight. You know, just because you feel you take a petal off and you just take it and just take it all in and smell it, feel it. Oh, there's nothing more beautiful than the touch of a rose petal, right? Mm -hmm. If you truly just hang on to it, it's just amazing. Um, And so there may be more that comes. But, you know, part of what you're also talking about is you got to allow for that. You know, I remember my first journey through talking about my past and you know i mean a real thorough conversation about my past um was in 1989 and i had to go stay in my closet for 12 hours <laughs> i mean i say that well first of all i'm an introvert so that was like my that that's like my total safe space mm-hmm. right yeah but if we don't allow for it and i must say this doing this alone that is a rough road people no, I don't even know if it's possible. I, I don't I think, think it you is. You need a witness to your healing. 
talk about think, that, Robin. Well, talk I about think, that more. I think we need a witness, and I and I honestly believe that we someone to to say, I see you, I hear you, and I believe you. And because there are parts of ourselves, this wounded child that we have inside of us, its job is to protect us. And so if we don't have a, an independent witness, and it could be your best friend or your, your pastor or your coach, it doesn't have to be a therapist. For me, I needed a therapist. Um, this, you need this person to be able to say to you, mm, I'm calling you on that one. I don't, I don't, that doesn't sound right to me. Sounds, you know, call him bull, you know, right? Like, so I think that this witness is someone who is going to see you through to, to the next level. That's why I love the writing coaching, because my motto on that is when you write your life story, you heal yourself. And when you share your life story with others, you help to heal them. Yeah. And I believe writing is such a powerful, powerful medium for healing because you're not saying it out loud. Yeah. You know, and you, you can keep it to yourself or you can share it. And that's why I, I say to my writing clients, just write everything, let it out. And then we'll go back and say, do I really want to write that about my father? can I really say that without permission about this other person? And then you go back and you say, you get the permission or you just say, I don't care. Or you just say, I'm going to move it out. I don't need to have it in there, but boy, it sure felt good to get it out from inside of me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's really part of the journey. And I love that you're offering that to people because there are some people listening and they're like, I don't know how to write. See, this is not knowing how to write. No. This is about releasing whatever that is that's inside of you in whatever way you want. And I just want to just make a comment about that. Because for those of you out there that are hesitating, what I want to say is knowing how to write is not really, a, it, it's not really a criteria. I mean, this is not like taking the GRE's exams, like where you got to have like a score. Um, and that's why Robin's talking to you about it because, and talking to me about it, talking to all of us about it, because if there was ever a time to really get out what is inside, it is now. I mean, I cannot talk about this enough. Every day I work with people that have been so impacted by the past three years, they cannot even tease apart the impact. Yeah. They can't, you know, they can't tease apart even the impact of one year in the same home with three children trying to study, a husband trying to work, yourself trying to work, taking care of a mom, people that they, they just can't unpack that, Robin. Mm -hmm. And this is how people can just express every aspect of what they've been experiencing. Yeah, and, and as a writing coach, I don't really, I'm not there to change your writing style. I'm there what's called developmental edits. So let's say you're writing about a situation. I will look at it as a coach, but I'll also look at it as the reader. And I'll say a lot of times, and I'll put comments in the side of, and some of them are like, wait, what more? Like, like, wait, you can't leave us here. Like the reader, like I'm, it's like they're my, my coaching style is to be the reader and, and say, I, I, I need to know more about that. Yeah. 
So the reader and not the raider. You're not there to rate people. You're not there to say, oh, hello, like on a scale of one to 10, let me tell you about you. See, that's really why we have to have this conversation because you're really bringing something to the table that's very different to what people may understand about this process. Mm -hmm. For you, the compassion and empathy for somebody's story is first and foremost. Oh yeah, I've cried a lot reading my clients' chapters because I can really feel, and, and I have to say this, and with true honesty, I am so humbled to be given that privilege of being in their story like that. I, oh. I take it very, very seriously, and I don't talk about it with anyone. Like, there's, there's a level of privacy there that I honor completely. Robin, I want to ask you this question. Um, when we take a look at things that happen you've seen your clients change Mm -hmm. you've seen the book pages turn to the next chapter are you able to share a little bit of what your experience is with that yeah well i i what i love about it is they'll come to me you know as their writing coach thinking that the story is one thing it's it's the story but um i was working with someone on their book and i and i said oh this feels like a textbook and a self-help book might you might think it might be a textbook but the best self-help books are when you're in the story so then she came to me in one of our meetings and started telling me all the things that have just happened in her life all of the healing that she had to step into And I'm like, perfect. I call it a spiritual setup. Um, She had to actually experience the healing because she has to bring that story into the book. Like she knew what the content was that she wanted to teach, but she didn't know where she fit into the book. Now she knows exactly where she fits into the book. And putting yourself in the book is what makes people say, wow, I get this. I like her. I don't like her. (laughs) but I can relate to her. You know, I can relate to what she's saying because she lived it. And so if you're going to write a self-help book, yes, you can write a self-help book and make it a textbook. But if you really want, and you're most likely writing a self-help book because you have lived it or you wouldn't even be knowing about it. Right. Right. And, and so the, the true beautiful books are the ones when you're, you're in it. So now they come to me and I'm pushing them. (laughs) What about this? Why did you feel this way? Can you tell us more? And that's what I do is to try to build up their Mm -hmm. presence in the book as well as practical information. But I feel that my job as the writing coach is to help them to create a tool that actually works to help others to surrender their story and heal their lives. You know, it's fascinating to really hear you talk about this in this way, because I don't write, I speak my, my stories and my books and articles. And, you know, it's fascinating to go through that journey, because this is just me. If I'm, if you ever hear me tell a story, I tell a story and that's the way it is. And that's the way I want it in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes because there are some people that you work with, they, they, the minute that they look at that format, 
it's not traditional, you should change it. And honestly, there's some things I'm like, yeah, I should change that. But you can't change the face first paragraphs where I'm talking to myself. You know, that first paragraph where I'm saying, where I'm explaining, look, woke up last Saturday, I walked out, the sun was shining. I thought I'm gonna start this brand new, absolutely great new lawnmower because why? Well, yeah, the other one had oil in it. And you know what? I got it I, shiny out of the box. And I thought, I can do this. I'm the daughter of a mechanic. And then all of a sudden I heard, but wait a minute. You can't even lift it out of the car. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so this is the way I talk. This is the way I write. Some parts of it have to be changed. But what you're talking about is you're not going to change what's the feeling is on the inside of people. And see, that is important for people to hear because when they hear this, they also need to hear, Robin, that your style of working with people is no. This is you fully expressed, like who you are. Mm -hmm. That's you, right? Mm -hmm. But let me help you put it into structure so that people can read it. <laughs> yeah, and there was, you know, in, in another client's book, you know, she was talking about, someone and I said I would really highly recommend that you have this person read this first before you publish this oh yeah yeah um, I said that's my recommendation because yeah. this tells a story that is really maybe not yours to tell and and that happened to me when I was writing about my mom in Feast and Famine I gave it to my daughter and I said what do you think about what I wrote about mom grandma Right. And she said, I think you're being judgmental, mom of grandma. And I'm like, wow, Gabby, thank you so much. Right? <laughs> I'm like, and so it took me like all day to rewrite that chapter to get out because there was the wounded child in there that, that was saying, well, I'm going to write this. Right. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, but I'm in recovery. I should be writing it as the person who surrendered their story and now wants to use it as, as a tool. And so it was fun. It was a fun day. I sat here at my desk and went back and forth between my wounded child and my sovereign rewriting these, trying to get that judgment out. Cause it wasn't my place to judge why people, why my mother did what she did. And, and I got it out of there, which was so yeah. lovely. I think it's really cool. I mean, you know, I had a deadline for an article that I needed to submit. And I, I honestly, I just thought, you know what, I need somebody that doesn't know me very well. I need to talk about it. And I handed it over to Daniel. And I was so impressed with how, because Daniel works really closely with me. He's the producer mm -hmm. for the show right now. And, you know, I knew he did his homework to learn about me, learn about my personality. And and we sit in the same room, right? I do a fast track thing where I bring people and they get to sit with me and Jessica and other people, right? And I thought, well, he knows enough about me that he's not gonna cut stuff out. And I was amazed to see how someone, not me, saw me. And that is also the gift that you give people because we get so close to ourselves, Robin, that we don't get a caring, um, supportive, mm -hmm. respectful perspective. And see, I can't even put a value on that. And that is the other piece that comes with the work you do to help people with their stories. 
Yeah. That right there. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I, and, you know, I don't know, you know, that a, a client today said to me, I just love working with you because usually I don't take constructive criticism. Well, she said, <laughs> but I have never felt that way from you. She said, I have never wanted to say, you know, what, why did you say that? And I'm like, because <laughs> I don't even look at it as constructive criticism. I look at it as developmental edits. Like I don't even, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking at her, you know, and saying, why did you write it that way? I'm like, could we say this? What if you added this? What, what did you mean by this? Like, it's more like, I, I, I'm not like, oh, why is, you know, why is your story so messed up? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I don't care. <laughs> right? I'm not there to judge the story. I'm there to make sure that it's written in a way that helps other people. Yeah, it, it is really funny. Um, And, you know, I want to really bring it home to, to say this. What you're sharing about today has been a journey for all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, in the broadcasting arena, there was a rule of thumb somebody made, I don't know who, where you you just don't share your story. And about 10 years ago, maybe even a little longer, one of our listeners called me out about it and said, you know, Pat, you can't follow that model. People want to know who you are, mm -hmm. what, what you're about. And she said, none of us even knew you were sick for 10 years, like when you were doing the show. How did that even happen? Right. And she wrote me a handwritten letter and I got it. And it's been a slow journey. But with your help, people can get on it now. Robin, thank you for today. You're I want welcome. to ask you again to share how people can connect with you. And I would love to know your personal message. Yeah. So people can connect with me personally at clarity.com, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. And then also, if you're interested in the Surrender Your Story book collaboration, please go to greenheartliving.com and you'll find us under um, work with us, write with us. And so what is my personal message? I, what I'm working on and my personal message for everyone is that we are truly divine sparks and there's a spirit matter inside of us. And when we can connect to that, what is going on inside of us, our own inner divinity, life just unfolds for us. It's not a struggle anymore. And you just have to know that the answers that you seek are all inside of you. And if you need additional support, please look for outside resources to help you. But you can always start from within. How do we listen to your show? Yep, I am on Tra Transformation Talk Radio. Hungry, My show is Hungry for Answers from Recovery to Your Ultimate Life. And I'm on two, the first and third Thursday of the month at noon Eastern time, nine Pacific. Yeah. And by the way, that follows my show, everybody. Robin, I can't thank you enough for really opening up your heart, open up your mind and open up your talent to help so many people do something that seems so daunting. Thank you for all you do to create a better world.